Welcome to the Shorthand States here on the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast feed. I'm Simon Delarue and with me is Matt Fallace. And we've been following uh, an, an interesting rather than impactful day, I guess, at uh, the States here, day two. Um, electricity strategy was where we started and we moved on to Herm School. Let's start with this, the electricity strategy, shall we? Because um, that actually seemed to be a sort of breakout of peace in the chamber today. Yeah, it was. On these uh, programmes, we often talk about this quite tribal states, don't we? Uh, and there often is not a very good uh, atmosphere of collegiality in the States and debates can become quite personally divisive as well as politically. But the electricity strategy seemed to generate, uh, no pun intended, a completely different atmosphere. There were some uh, amendments which were, which were challenging aspects of the strategy, but when it got to general debate, most almost every deputy uh, not only supported the strategy but spoke saying they thought it was a great piece of work in the end only one deputy voted against the strategy um and so so that was very much a, a, an outbreak of peace you you had um even some uh, renewable energy skeptics so there's much more renewable energy in this new uh, electricity strategy even some of them saying they could support the proposals uh, like deputy john dyke although he's skeptical about the uh, the offshore wind farm that is proposed in the agreed strategy um, and deputies who are normally quite skeptical about environment and infrastructure who were putting forward the proposals uh, but they all came together they they agreed that it was a good piece of work and it absolutely sailed through the states. So that means that the states now have a new electricity strategy. It's a 25-year plan. It envisages um, uh, the future of electricity through a combination of wind, um, solar, and a new or second direct interconnector with France. It's got a, a, a huge total cost of about 1.7 billion over the next 25 years not in capital charges but in total electricity costs yeah, it's it, important isn't it to, to stress that that is not money that suddenly the states are going to have to find that is all of the money between now and 2050 that's going to need to be paid in bills to elect Guernsey electricity to fund all of this work they're going to have to do and it's less than the nearly 2 billion that they are anticipating would have been the cost if they hadn't switched to this strategy yeah that, that's what i was going to say that they they're saying yes it's very expensive but there is not an inexpensive option and uh, all the other options would have been more expensive um, so yeah so, so that got through the states um, quite comfortably um, so um, uh, teamwork there everyone sort of coming together if there was a loser out of all that I guess it would have been Deputy Mark Hellier because his amendment lost that they were debating yesterday and continued with today he was looking for um, an instruction to be given by the states to his the committee that he sits on policy and resources to um, w to investigate opportunities for closer collaboration between Guernsey Electricity and Jersey Electricity um, and uh, that narrowly failed 18 votes to 20 and I suspect that the reason that it failed was actually um, that the president of ENI, Deputy Lindsay de Sunray, uh, her argument um, held sway in the end that it was it simply wasn't necessary. That actually uh, it would narrow the focus of collaboration onto those two commercial entities uh, rather than um, the several references to closer collaboration between the two governments, uh, uh, the bailiwicks of Guernsey and Jersey, which this strategy 
is going to require at certain stages um, over those next 25 years. So it wasn't a no to collaboration by any means. She was saying, in fact, she, she declared herself a flag waver for um, close cooperation with Jersey. Um, I did speak to Deputy Hellier afterwards, and uh, I think his frustration really w was around the um, Channel Islands uh, electricity grid and the fact that the two companies currently don't seem to be able to sort of work together very collaboratively on that and he was trying to push that area i suspect yeah and, and after that we were expecting a challenge to the strategy from deputy bob murray who had expressed lots of concerns about cost he had submitted an amendment uh, but um, it was revealed this morning that deputy de summary the eni president and deputy murray uh, had a, a couple of hours on the phone last night trying to talk through their differences of opinion and they came into the states this morning with a combined amendment which was not uh, interfering with eni's strategy but dealt with some of deputy murray's concerns i thought after three years welcome to consensus government because you know that that's in a way how it's meant to work but there hasn't been much evidence of that in this term so far so uh, that was it within the electricity strategy another example of the states rather coming together from quite different positions uh, and um, ultimately being able to agree around this strategy. We should say it's a very high level piece of work. I think you referred to this in the previous programme we did that, uh, you know, it's, it's very different getting strategies through the states than getting detailed plans through the states. You know, it's, it's relatively easier to get strategies through the states. Uh, so there might still be quite significant arguments about electricity and energy to come, but for today at least, the states has come together and all bar one member enthusiastically voted in favour of this plan. And that one member was Deputy David Delisle and he was the focus of attention again on the very next item uh, that came up which was the uh, the Herm School Riquette. So education, sport and culture have decided as we know that uh, for the period of one year they're going to close the school. Of course it started already because the term started this week and uh, pupils attending uh, that would have attended that school are now attending uh, Vovet Primary School. Um, they're, after a year they're going to assess whether this has been successful or not and then make a decision as to whether to keep the the school open. Um, Deputy Delisle wants that uh, stopped he, and he wants uh, all the equipment that he says has been taken out of the school to be reinstated immediately. He says there shouldn't be any cost to that. If they've taken it out they can put it back in and um, he obviously has the support of six uh, fellow signatories to his riquette and he's now trying to persuade members um, to join him in, in that uh, sort of crusade against this. Um, he spoke uh, in his opening speech about the, um, the effects on Herm Island Limited as a business, um, its viability in the future. He pointed out that the Herm ex uh, lease had only been extended in 2017. Uh, we know that runs off, I think, it's till 2039, and um, therefore it seems like a betrayal now at this point to suddenly decide to close the school. Um, we know that the tenant John Singer has written uh, in in the pages of our paper um, asking for uh, deputies to support this move by Deputy Delisle to to stop this happening. Um, Deputy Andrea Dudley-Owen, the President of Education, Sport and Culture, um, made the point that, uh, well, she, she made sort of two two points in a way that slightly contradicted each other, but I could see where she was coming from. She argued on the one hand that this was a decision that had been made by her committee not for co not on cost grounds, but for the sake of the children, and contrasted that with Deputy Delisle's opening speech, which had really focused on commercial uh, considerations. Um, but on the other hand, she said that um, the the amount of money that 
was going to be spent on Herm's school per child if the projection is true that they'll end up with only two pupils by 2026 would end up being £70,000 per child compared to £4,500 per child as is spent in Guernsey and what else could we do with that money for vulnerable children learning in Guernsey was her point. Yeah and this is likely to be the most contentious and closest debate of the week I should think isn't it I mean it's it's really difficult to predict how it will end I think the uh, the signatories to the raquette are quite confident that they can get a majority in favour of their raquette so in effect directing uh, education sport and culture to keep the school in home open or reopen it in effect I'm not so sure actually when it comes to the de- the you know later into the debate and the vote that their apparent majority will necessarily hold. But it's, I think it's going to be very, very close. Well, I'll make a bold prediction about how it's going to end. It's going to end late. <laughs> and there might be items kicked uh, into the long grass. So there's already been a change around in the agenda, hasn't there? The domestic abuse legislation um, has been moved up the agenda and will be taken after Herm's school raquette is debated. For anybody waiting for the debate on the proposal to... Um, uh, well, the proposal not to lengthen the runway, which is being challenged by an amendment to lengthen the runway, uh, that has been kicked back to the back of the agenda. So if anything falls off the end, it looks like it's going to be uh, the um, w- whether the runway should be extended. I mean, there is n- almost nobody in the States, I think, who believes that uh, the States are going to vote to extend the length of the runway so the outcome of that debate appears to be fairly predictable but deputy vermeulen who is the, who is the great champion in the states for extension wants his uh, his moment in the sun as it were he wants to put his argument to the states but he may end up having to wait until next month because it's difficult to see the states getting through all their remaining business tomorrow yeah well we won't have to wait that long will he because there is another meeting this month actually oh, so true. it's only a few weeks away that is effectively the emas at the end of this meeting that he can <laughs> he can run that debate into um, but that's all for us now um, we will be back again as a noisy motorbike makes its way from that's not one of the deputies i should say makes its way from uh, the royal court here um, so, yeah, we'll be back for uh, day three of this early September States meeting, so stay on this feed for coverage of that. Bye-bye for now. Good night.